So uh, we've we've reached that point, Trav. Now the end is near. Oh, we've this is the beginning, the, actually. Yeah, we've hit the point where uh, you know we had it. We had it in the eighties. We had the TV show Thirty Something. <laughs> we it's sure just did. about hitting a certain age, and you know you you stop worrying about a number. You stop. You know you, we're refined. We're people of a certain age, and now we're people of a certain episode. Travis, this is episode fifty something. Fifty of late something to the party with Travis Tate. It's like. It's like we just barely got into the 50s. Now we're already 50-something? Well, you know, I mean, we've aged well. <laughs> Age is a number. Sometimes people make judgments based on a number. You know, it's not that people don't know we're in our 50s. Right. Do they really have to know how far into our 50s we are? This this portion of our uh, episode life, it's, it's aged like a fine wine. Yeah. Yes. Much like right? a fine wine. I don't know anything I don't, about wine. I don't know either. I've never it's had it. It's stankety grape juice. I drink it sometimes to get, you know, the silly billies. I like Welch's. <laughs> you like Welch's wine? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's wine grape juice. You like the sparkling wine? You yeah, it's, it's non-alcoholic the, wine, also known as grape juice. Something fun on the uh, New Year's <laughs> Eve celebration. Yeah, why not? I actually don't <laughs> like the sparkling stuff. Yeah. I want real soda if I'm going to drink something sparkling. Grape soda. Like people, people order sparkling water. Ew. No, that no. I am it not. It tastes like Alka-Seltzer. I am not on board of that. Like any, or Lacroix. Ugh. La- <laughs> have you ever have you ever seen any of those like kind of meme type threads or anything of people describing the taste of Lacroix? No, but I, I'll I'll try. Um, La- Lacroix tastes like like say there's orange Lacroix. Let's. Let's just pretend that I drink a Sunkist and then burped into a bottle of sparkling water. That is actually one of the ones the cap. on the list of like. That's what it tastes like. Blueberry Lacroix tastes like somebody ate a blueberry and burped into a glass of water. Pretty yeah. much, that's pretty accurate. Yeah, I agree with that. So yeah, I don't I don't care for Lacroix. Lacroix. Uh, when I see people talking about you know, because I get it. I, I think I got to an age where I don't I don't like soda a ton. Oh, I love it. You know, I, I wish I didn't. I still drink it with some me. I'll still drink it with like, you know, meals and things like like when I'm out at a restaurant. Like, well, what else? I want a flavored drink. What else am I going to drink? Like, yeah, no, I know. hear you. Generally, it's a it's a tea at my house. A nice iced tea. I love I love iced tea. Yeah. Uh, every once in a while, I'll hear people talk of like I I just don't like soda anymore. I don't I don't really like that. I've been drinking uh, carbonate or you know what you said soda water, and I was like, yeah. We've got one of those uh, regular. What's the soda stream? The soda stream. We got one of those like a few years ago. Oh yeah. And it's it's all right. The syrups are weird. They're, you can tell they're like generic syrups, but oh, okay, it's all right. Never gone that way. You, you go to any of the local dirty soda shops or whatever. Yeah, we've got one where I live in Grantsville. What? It's what called are those. It's called Guzzle. Guzzle? Yeah, I'm giving, was, I'm giving free shout-outs to Guzzle right now. It's I delicious. I thought there were, there were two battling here in the Valley that was like, one's called Fizz. Fizz and... I uh, can't remember what the other one's called. Soda Popinski? I, I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> no. The, no, there, there, I think there's a bar somewhere in California called Soda Popinski's that oh, uh, is like a video game bar kind of place. That would be cool. That there's like... I think it's... I think they, I've heard of it that they have some sort of thing that if you can... If you can play, if you can beat Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson's punch out, you get like a free drink or something like that. <laughs> I saw a picture of uh, somebody went to meet Mike Tyson at some sort of convention or whatever, and they took their little kid dressed up as Little Mac. Yeah. And Mike Tyson just loved that. He took a picture with the kid. It was pretty cool. That sounds, that's fun. Yeah, that's fun. Hey, we, we, hey, convicted rapist, we take a picture with uh, my son. Uh, <laughs> I, I know. I, I know he. He's been going on podcasts like he was on Joey Diaz's podcast, and I love Joey. And I know Joey's not going to say anything about it, but uh, it is weird to have that that separation. Like, yeah, he's charming, and he actually seems like you might actually like enjoy spending a half an hour with him. But there's always that in his in his age. He seems like a relatively charming, right? Seemingly pretty, pretty even keel guy. But I, I I have seen. Times when people have brought that up, he surprisingly doesn't take it very well. <laughs> no, I can't imagine. I mean, there's always the possibility that he is actually innocent, and maybe he was, you know, may, maybe he was railroaded, so to speak. It's not ours to say. Yeah, it's not I've, ours to say. I've seen a few, you know, we had talked about it before. I've seen a few uh, documentaries with him, and he's 
He is a he is a man who has his inner struggles. This is a politically correct conundrum. Do you side with with the woman? You, you side with the victim, or do you side with the African American man who? I side with. They being have scared. also been. I, been, I uh, side with being wrongly convicted of throughout. Mike Tyson. The the <laughs> yeah. low chance that I will ever be in a room with him. I am still scared to death of that man. Yeah, <laughs> he is. He still, he still talks like this, though. But I've also seen him out there recently talking about that he he wishes there would be another Mike Tyson's punch out. They did a punch out on the Wii. That's okay. Yeah, it's just punch out. There's yeah, yeah there's no Mike Tyson at the end. Well, he wasn't. You think he could make that happen? He, even at the end of the NES life, he you know it wasn't Mike Tyson's punch out. It was just punch out, and the mm-hmm. guy you fight at the end is called Mister Dream. Ooh. Did he look like Mike Tyson? I don't even remember what he looked like because I had Mike Tyson's punch. I miss the dream. Just if the leg, if the feet stop moving, get out of the way, man. Yeah, he's dodge for the uppercut. Dodge, dodge, dodge. Yeah, uh, back to the sodas. Anyway, <laughs> that's what we were talking about. I was like, "What were we talking about?" I do that a lot in my life. What, what was I talking about? What are those places? Because I've never been to. Once I found out, uh, they're I, kind I of a, a go- think of a gourmet soda. Like the one I get, I always get uh, the Diet Outlaw in my place in Grantsville <laughs> called called the Guzzle. Isn't by by default isn't something diet not allowed to call itself an outlaw? This one can because it's got fresh limes in it, and then they put some coconut uh, flavoring in it, and it's a Dr Pepper Diet Dr Pepper. Dr Pepper and lime is amazing. You wouldn't think they work together, but they do. And it's magic. Historically, mortal enemies. This episode is brought you brought to you by Dr. Pepper and Lime. I even tweeted, I, I was like, Dr. Pepper, will you please make a version? You do like cherry vanilla and all this other crap. Make lime with coconut in it and just watch the money come in. Coke is just embarrassing itself right now with all the weird flavors they're putting I don't out. like the orange vanilla stuff. Yeah. Uh, I noticed in the Coke Freestyle, I went to Burger King today. I uh, got a uh, uh, double Whopper, Texas Whopper, by the way. How did it treat Mistake. you? Mistake. Uh, it had jalapenos on it, and I love jalapeno flavor, but the the after effect, I can I can feel a little oh, acid well. reflux going. I'm a little too old to be Travis eating jalapenos. Travis is in a heated debate yes. today. <sighs> breath, fire breath. But uh, they have Surge in the Freestyle. Okay. Surge. How is it? I didn't get it. Isn't Surge just bootleg Mountain, Mountain Dew? Mountain Dew, yeah. It's just yeah. Coke's Mountain Dew. Also, they have Mellow Yellow, which is bootleg Mountain Dew. I <laughs> would drink Mellow Yellow just because the name is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't like Mountain Dew. I don't like Mountain Dew. I don't like regular Mountain Dew. I love Baja Blast and Code Red. Uh, I got no love for any of them. But right I don't now. drink Pepsi products because they're owned by... Uh, PepsiCo owns like... Uh, this is going to get preachy for a second. Uh-oh. But they own... Um, Hold on, everybody. Ba-dum, like uh, Frito-Lay and things like ba-dum, that. Ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. But I'm, sorry, they, I'm singing the Travis Soapbox theme. Yeah, that that's a good theme. I like it. But uh, they use a lot of um, unsustainable palm oil in, in their products. And uh, I've made a promise to my son, Brady, who's very uh, particular about palm oil. And because what they do is they, uh, they basically burn down an entire forest... And like orangutans and all, and then they plant their palm oil trees. So it, it's a thing. Wow. It's a big cause for him. You'd have, so, you'd have fat one, PepsiCo. So, yeah, so I've made a, a commitment to him to not uh, use Pepsi products. I'm so going to, uh, you know what? I'm going to join you on that protest. If you're interested, look at I up, wish look I up was p- as altruistic oil. as you. I'm just there because Pepsi tastes like ass. I actually enjoy Diet Pepsi quite a bit, but yeah. I don't drink it anymore because of that. So it's just Generally a promise speaking, I made I to my son. Stick so. with the, you know, Diet Coke is a mixer for me. And then I, I do enjoy a Dr. Pepper. I love Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper's the neutral. It's you a can weekend go to drink. A, you can go to a place that serves Pepsi or Coke, and they'll always have Dr. Pepper. It's like it's like Canada. I go to a place and go, the Mr. <laughs> Pib okay? And I'm like, I don't know. Did I say Mr. I mean, Pib? Well, I mean, there's the, there's the gag about people say, well, like, is Pepsi okay? Like, I don't know. Is fake money okay? That kind of right, you know, yeah, that kind of gag. But when people say, is Mr. Pib okay? Like, I I have no idea. <laughs> In the South, they call everything Coke. <laughs> that that is one of those things I hear about, and I can't believe it's true. It's you true. Give me a Dr. Pepper Coke. I'm like, what is wrong with you? A Sprite Coke? Can I have a Sprite Coke? Like, 
No, I won't give it to you if you say it like that. Like we say, I say soda. I know a lot of people I mean, say pop. You know, there, there's that debate of soda and pop, and that's that's a potato potato thing that doesn't really matter to me. Some people say soda pop. But if if your thing is like soda and pop are the same thing, whatever your preferred nomenclature is, you know what? Live your truth. But you know what you everybody someone, hates? What soft drink? Only weirdos say soft. Only drink. scientists say soft. I'm drink. in there. I'm really in the mood for a soft Can drink. I have a soft drink. I'd like a phosphate. <laughs> uh, but if you if if someone came up to me and said, "Can I can I have a Sprite Coke?" I'd just, no, go away. No, you can't. <laughs> Not now. You are you're weird. <laughs> you have picked up an affect. You no, are you should go half and half, half Sprite, pretty, half Coke, and say, "Do you still like it?" You are the soda version of faking a British. You're soda Madonna <laughs> faking a British accent right now, and I won't I won't stand for it. Hard stance. Yep. For coming, a soft drink. Coming for you, Coke. People who say Coke for all sodas. <sighs> I'll get you. We're here. We're here. So I don't. I'm going to talk about a few things that I saw come up. Hit me up, Trav. Nickelodeon is going to develop an animated Star Trek cartoon. Of course, it's a cartoon if it's animated. Huh. I thought that was interesting. I would assume it's probably based on the new J.J. Abrams version. When was the last time we got one of those? And are we getting more? Uh, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. After uh, Anton Yel- Yelkin or Yelchin died tragically... I don't know if they're still going to do another one huh? because he died like just as the movie was about to come out. Yeah. Because I remember at the end of the movie, they, you know, dedicated to Anton. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Which was nice, but I don't know. I haven't heard anything about a fourth movie coming out at all. And it also didn't do well. There was, it didn't do great. Beyond had beyond had one of my all time. This is what, uh, I don't know if I've talked about it with you. I probably have. Uh, there's a metric that I judge a lot of films by, which is the, if I'm sitting in a movie and at any point go, what is this thing we're watching? <laughs> Probably the movie has strayed from the path. And that part in Beyond was the Enterprise surfing a wave of n- nanobots <laughs> to the Beastie Boys sabotage, at which some point somebody... That's a guilty somebody pleasure Somebody looked at another person and goes... Is this classical music? And I'm like, boy, right. <laughs> you know what? We messed up. I get what you're saying, but it was a guilty pleasure for me because I love sabotage. I, I love the Beastie Boys. That part in the movie is really dumb. <laughs> it is. It is kind of silly, but it's a I I thought it was a okay and mostly relatively forgettable movie. You know, coming off of I mean the the first one was a, an amazing way of bringing back a show. A oh, series. yeah. First one was great. Um, Into Darkness is a little hinky, but I still felt like it I still felt like it was still kind of pretty cool. The problem with Into Darkness is they kept denying that Khan was in the movie. And then they find out that Khan is in the movie. They should have just embraced it and said, yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch is Khan. Yeah. Uh because when people finally saw it, they're like, yeah, we knew. It was why, a why even go through this? Relatively underwhelming. It's so hard because, man, like, uh, Wrath of Khan is, for, for a Star Trek movie, Wrath of Khan is just a straight-up really good movie. They should have given him, like, a Rod, Rod Stewart haircut. They really. should have done that, and they should have given him the plastic <laughs> chest plate. Yeah, plastic chest. <laughs> oh, boy, man. Like, Wrath of Khan is so cool. And Into Darkness, is. I enjoyed the movie. No, I didn't think. I thought it was a pretty underwhelming con. They did the reverse thing yeah. of the I sacrifice. He was a good villain, but an underwhelming con. Yeah, I mean, you got look, man. You, I I feel like it's not unreasonable to say when you're going to do the you know when you're going to do con, you know, you're stepping into big shoes. You need to bring it. Benedict Cumberbatch, good actor, just didn't really. The movie didn't really do con yeah. justice. Unless unless you're going to look at it from the standpoint of like historically. Khan came from being a part of the original TV show briefly. Right. And, you know, when they brought him back, it was kind of a big deal. And, you know, they did something cool. But they should have had a... If they're looking at it as, we're going to bring this character back in three or four movies, that's... Right. First of all, that's bold. But second of all, you know, maybe you could work with that. And then, you know, beyond, I just never really got into. I just thought Khan should have been the selling point of the movie instead of, like... This is going to be a big surprise. Like, nobody was surprised. Everybody thought that's who it was going to be. Yeah. 
So why not just go with it? Use it in your marketing. I'm no marketing genius, but... We talked recently about, like, Idris Elba's pretty wasted in... Oh, yeah, hugely wasted. You barely, you see his face a couple times in the movie, and that's it. And he's got an expressive face. I, I mean, that's... I can't even really remember what the point of Beyond was. Uh, I know we had the the ivory white alien lady. Uh, Idris Elba was mad about something. Um, surfed the wave of... yeah. Of nano machines, there was a dirt bike sequence. Uh, there sure was. Beyond that, like I beyond that, that beyond was, is. They should have called it Star Trek Beyond Thunderdome. Oh, that's kind of what it seemed like. <laughs> you get Grace Jones in there, you know, I'm going to show up. <laughs> Grace but, Jones uh, wasn't in Beyond Thunderdome. That was. Uh, oh no, that's Tina Turner. Tina You're Turner. Right. I, I'm not. I'm you know why you. they were going to put Tina uh, Grace Jones in there, but she showed up and they said we don't need another hero. Too much. <laughs> I'm going to say honestly, that's. Um, Beyond Thunderdome and um, uh, Conan the Destroyer get get weirdly mixed in my head because they're both kind of silly sequels to pretty classic movies. And they were also the the PG version that the kids could see yeah. of the of those franchises. Yeah. You know, and they're both they're both they both rely much more on sort of a, an ensemble cast as opposed to like you know Conan the Barbarian is. Largely a James Earl Jones Schwarzenegger movie, and mm-hmm. uh, you know the Road Warrior is very much, you know, very much singularly about the Mad Max character. Oh yeah. And then you know, uh, Beyond Thunderdome is you know Tina Turner and Master Blaster and the stupid kids and <laughs> big chase at the end, and Conan the Destroyer is the you know about his whole big team, dumb team. We got back to back Conan episodes. Hey man. Unless unless episodes get moved around. Take it back to what you're saying. Like I I almost wonder if they're kind of gonna draw from the Star Trek Beyond stuff to make an animated series. Could be. Did you ever watch the original Star Trek animated series? I couldn't tell you. I know I it is I know I'm I'm somewhat familiar with it, but I it's like it's a Hanna Barbera one, isn't it? I don't even I think it was like more like filmation. It was even lower in than Hanna Barbera. I'm kind of aware of it. I don't know if I ever watched any of it. If you want to watch them, uh, there's a there's an app on like I have a Roku and it's a free app on the Roku called CW Seed, hmm. and it's a lot of uh, 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 Warner Brothers and Paramount properties show up on there, and they can show like like I think it's got the supernatural animated show which was like i don't know 15 episodes or something like that it's kind of anime i haven't watched it the supernatural like yeah that show you the, the yeah. show you love supernatural? you know sam and dean yeah there was an actual series of that yeah i know they did an animated like, series the, the one scooby episode i didn't know they had a whole animated series. Yeah, it was all it was like in i want to say around 2010 or something like that so <laughs> about in the middle of the run but there's all really sorts of old shows like pushing daisies is on there so check out CWC. There's a lot of good stuff. If you liked Pushing Daisies, I thought that was a, a super fun show when it was out. Did you ever watch that? No. That's a Lee Pace was in it, and uh, he had this. It was blessing or curse, whatever you want to call it. Uh, if he touched something, it would come back to life if it had died. But then something else, if it was alive for more than a minute, something else in the vicinity would die to take its place. So he, he became like a so private detective. To, he was trying really hard to be in the vicinity of, of jerks a lot. Well, he, I mean, he would try not to have anything die. Because uh, I think at one point he brought back his best friend's dad. Because he touched him and he came back to life. And this is when he didn't really know his power at all. And But then like his mom is across the street watering the lawn and she drops dead. <laughs> And yeah, that was irresponsible. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was a child. Yeah. Okay. So he didn't know any better. That's one. Uh, but it's kind of a quirky. It's got Christian Chenoweth in it. It's it's kind of a quirky, fun, fun show. That sounds like it's from a very specific era of you know shows like early edition, things like that. It, it almost seems like it could be in the Edward Scissorhands universe. It's got kind of this whimsical music behind it. And it's kind of dark, but also kind of quirky and fun. Hmm. It's an interesting show. You like Edward Scissorhands? Uh, I haven't seen it for a very long time, but I I remember kind of liking it. Same here. I uh, I remember really wanting to like Edward Scissorhands and feeling kind of underwhelmed by it at the time. But also, I was a teenager and 
I don't know that that movie was what I wanted it to be at the at that time in my life. I saw uh, Vincent Price is in it, and I saw he is. I saw. Uh, was that the last film he was in? Probably pretty close. Yeah, I saw The House on Haunted Hill. OG recently, yeah, the OG, and I remember catching it. You know, remember when we were kids and they would show like the Saturday movie matinee? Mm-hmm. You'd you'd get like a a monster movie, so you get Godzilla or Planet of the Apes or something like that, oh, and then you you'd get a cowboy movie, an old western, but you'd also get a horror movie. And I remember catching that on on one of the the Saturday matinee things, and it scared the crap out of me when I was a little kid. So watching it back, I was like. Oh yeah, I think that's the part that scared me. This is really dumb. I was I was a dumb kid. <laughs> oh, when, when we were kids, you know, what was scary to us, what was being made that was supposed to be scary was, I mean, flying by the seat of their pants trying to make things look real. Right. Like nowadays, you know, a, a Saw movie makes things look painfully real. It can be a little rougher. Yeah, it's a little too real. Agreed. Oh, I... I loved that part of childhood of I I watched so much stuff that I had no business. <laughs> I mean not not from a, a content like adult perspective. I'm just talking about like there is no reason why I should be so intimately familiar with like, you know, Bewitched or I Dream right. of Genie or Gilligan's Island or any of that stuff. It was just I was just around on a Saturday, so mm-hmm. you know, I saw a ton of I Dream of Genie or something like that. Yeah, I remember when Nick at Night first kind of popped onto the scene. Yeah, Nick and watching at, yeah, Leave Nick It Night. to Beaver and yeah, all that kind of stuff. But, uh, or, or by that rationale, staying home, you know, staying homesick and like soap operas. Not as much soap operas, but the gentle embrace of Bob Barker and The Price Is Right. <laughs> oh yeah, that was. Oh, yeah. I was talking with our buddy Craig, Only Good Opinions. <laughs> we were talking about uh, Drew Carey. Uh, I think Craig had said he'd heard him uh, in some interview talking about that he was at a function talking to some women and just chatting him up and realizing kind of partway through it, these these people don't recognize me. And sort of layers upon layers finally being like, well, what are you doing? And finally had to admit, oh, I'm in television. Like, oh, have you been on anything that I've seen? Like, yeah, I, I host The Prices. <laughs> right. like, I thought Drew Carey hosts The Prices. I like, yeah. And I started thinking about it, like, it has been forever since I've seen Drew Carey. I, I, I mean, I, I assume that the Price is Right is still going, but it doesn't yeah, feel it's still like going. it doesn't feel like the establishment that it was under Bob Barker, which is you know n- not necessarily anybody's fault. Bob Barker was an institution. I'm also not home during the day to watch it either. So yeah, and there's also I mean so many different choices with streaming and stuff like that. It's just a different era. At this point, how much do you think Drew Carey possibly looks like what you think Drew Carey looks like? Or I don't the know. established look of Drew Carey? I mean, the the classic like Drew Carey show, Drew Carey. Yeah. That's that's how you say Drew Carey, that's still what pops into my head. I know. Even though I've seen him in real life and he was thin and had like long blonde, not long blonde hair, but how long ago longer, was this? Probably five years ago. Yeah. I would say around five years I was just ago. thinking, it's easily a decade since I've seen Drew Carey. I know he lost a bunch of weight. Mm-hmm. Does he still wear his glasses anymore? Yeah, he still wore the glasses. He's 10 years down the road, so... He know. just he just looked like if you, if you saw Drew Carey with a Dolph Lundgren wig on. <laughs> it's just, you know, blonde hair combed over to the side. Looks, I do want to see that. Yeah, and, he, and he's thin, but in the face, you still see Drew Carey's eyes and, you know, chin and stuff like that. There's just one chin now, but... <laughs> But yeah, I do. I pine for those days of like, you know, it, I I think about you know the the world that Gabe grows up in, and he has he has just number one he he has all of entertainment at his fingertips, and mm-hmm. number two stuff that gets produced now is you know it's so much more well refined than when we were when we were young and they were making stuff that we you know we still love now, but you know they were definitely selling toys. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, after. Uh, Avengers Endgame comes out. Uh, apparently, the Russo brothers have a deal with MGM, where they pretty much have the run of all of their properties. Huh. So they're basically saying, "Here, I don't, I don't know what an MGM. Us. I don't know what an MGM property is." Well, two off of the the top of my head that I saw that they're going to be developing one Poltergeist, and two one that's near and dear to you, 
the rats of Nim. Oh man! Yeah. Oh, the Russo brothers do a good job. I mean, you know, hey, I'm I'm open to it. Didn't they make they a nice picture. A, didn't they do a Poltergeist remake? Yeah, just like, recently. recently. Yeah, like three or four years. They're gonna ago. try and do it again. I guess. Yeah. I don't know that I see Poltergeist as a Carrie Ann. I mean, I guess there there were several sequels to that movie. Yeah. But uh, man, a rats and Nim thing. I I'm interested to see what they do. I mean, if they if they do it, I don't even know what they call it. It's kind of live action-y animation, kind of like Jungle Book or Lion King like like they're doing where Did you see that comparison? Like the background the, is live action. Did you see that uh, comparison of what the Hakuna Matata strutting, you know, in the old cartoon looks like versus the I've never seen a side by side, no. Yeah, it's I mean, it was a thing that people were kind of like so you're using all this technology to basically suck the charm out of it. Because, you know, the, the old Hakuna Matata where they're, you know, kind of swinging along and it's yeah. showing them, you know, Simba kind of <laughs> get older and older. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of swinging along. It does that. But in the newer one, they're just walking. There's no well, swing, any sway or anything like I'll that. Say they're just this. walking. My son Brady, he actually pointed out to me uh, a side-by-side of Simba's reaction to Mufasa dying. And I, I said, well, here's the thing. Sometimes they edit those uh, trailers so the shot that you're seeing isn't actually the shot from that scene. It might be from something else. So just because it looks expressionless in this picture that you're showing a side-by-side of doesn't mean that's actually the part of the movie where where that takes place. That just could be him just turning his head and looking that direction. You know, that doesn't necessarily take place. So the Hakuna Matata thing you're talking about they might have just thrown that song over top of a scene of no, them it's, walking. It's the exact same scene. Like it's the exact same like from the side watching them walk along and seeing Simba get older, hmm. older, older. Well, but there, there's no ain't ain't no swing to it. And it's like, oh, yeah. Why of, are why are we doing these things? Of all the the only recastings on in there, I'm glad they brought back James Earl Jones to be uh, Mufasa. But I always thought, why don't you just bring back? Uh, Timon and Pumbaa. I don't like Seth Rogen for one thing. That's who's who is Pumbaa, and Billy Eichner is Timon. Billy Eichner to, does nothing for me either. They need to give Seth Rogen something to do. Ah, why? He's in a movie with Charlize Theron where she's supposedly in love with him. Mm-hmm. Like it's called the Long Shot. I'm like, come on, that's more than a long shot. I would say they should have called that the Impossible. I don't dislike Seth Rogen, but it. I struggle to see something where I look at like, oh, this is a this is a Seth Rogen project. Most things I look at are like, this seems like they needed to find something set for Seth Rogen to do. I always thought Seth Rogen should be the third character in a movie and not the star of a movie. Mm. We That's need, just my opinion. Uh, there, there's a there's a strong dumpus industry. Yeah. Every every era needs its dumpus. <laughs> the time for the dumpus is now. I guess dumpus twenty twenty. Yeah. <laughs> so i mean i think the russo brothers do good job so I'm, it'll be I'm, interesting to see what else they come I'm up with i'm definitely excited to see a, an updated nim thing i wonder if they'll dip their fingers in the james bond library at all that could be interesting Boy, what did I, I thought i saw something about uh, somebody coming in to try to pump up the newest bond script i want that movie to come out so bad but i don't want it to suck i'm afraid it's gonna suck it's I just hard. Want, I just want it because it's going to be Daniel Craig's last one. Yeah, I, I've, I love Daniel Craig as Bond. He's, you know, what he's been. Is it four that he's done now? I don't know. I lost count. Four so, or five, somewhere in there. Yeah. So Casino Royale, uh, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, and um, Spectre. Spectre. Am I missing? Am I missing anything? Nope. That's it. Yeah, two out of those four, I'm not super fond of. I like three out of four. I'm told that if you watch uh, Quantum of Solace directly after Casino Royale, it's a little bit, you know, a little bit of more pertinent movie. That's how it was made. It was made to be watched back to back. It it just continues the revenge. Yeah. So. And Spectre kind of just didn't do it for me. I, I liked it. But I mean, a lot of people have criticisms about it. I enjoyed it. So at this point, I, I guess what and Christoph Waltz is out, and that was you allegedly. Know, I don't know. He's at least not in this movie. I don't know. If Daniel Craig's only doing one more, what do you what do you do at this point? Yeah, they'll just reboot it again. Call yeah. it something. I don't yeah. know. 
We'll see. Got to get all Hiddles in. Speaking of crazy spy movies, have you seen the Hobbs and Shaw trailer? Not. Is there a newer one? It came out a little bit ago. Yeah, I saw. I mean, I saw the one where, you know, he jumps off the building. Did you see the one where uh, the Rock is uh, holding on to with one hand? He's holding on to like two cars attached to chains, and the other hand, he's holding on to a. a helicopter that's flying through the air and he, somehow the the cars don't pull the helicopter down but the rock is able to keep them all together with his muscles they, they have finally i mean i would jake it, I, I know what you're gonna say but to me it looks so fun i can't wait to watch hey, this look, movie man, i i'm not gonna not watch <laughs> and i'm not gonna not have a good time <laughs> they i i don't know how to feel about that stuff at this it's point it's gone super cartoony and super just insane superhero type stuff, but I can't I mean, wait to see it. I- Idris Elba has superpowers. Oh yeah, Idris Elba looks great in it, actually. You know, so I he goes, "I'm Black Superman." I it's like I look I when seeing when seeing movies when seeing action movies, I feel like there is there is value in restraint or being more. Uh, being more upfront about there is no way people can do this. Maybe the scene that you're watching, The Rock has a little bit of whatever it is that's pushing Idris Elba, and that's why he can yeah. do that. I don't know. I get the restraint thing, but I want like Fast and the Furious. I want ridiculous stuff. I don't want it to be smart. I don't. I'm, if there's smart things in it, fine. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna poo-poo on a nice plot twist or something at, like that. I'm certainly not bad at d- dumb action. It's the it's the extra mile they go where like, okay, just like you said, him holding up the cars thing. I was like, okay, come on, guys. <laughs> you know you can't do that. You know you don't have to do that. You decided to do that. <laughs> I think it's, it looks it's the little so deal, good. Details when I talk about you know Vin Diesel. You know, jumping across a highway and rolling out, catching a woman in midair and rolling over, <laughs> and they can't even do the legwork to make it look like his shirt got torn. <laughs> it's <just> those, <laughs> it's those points where, like, oh, you, it, it comes down to almost, and this is this is very speculative. Sometimes it comes down to feeling like there's, it's like some fra- male, f- fragile, fragile ego kind of things of, <laughs> there, look. It, it's not, it's not, I'm not speaking out of turn when I say the guys who are in those movies have big egos. Right. And it can come down to when you're watching a fight where, you know, Jason Statham is hitting Vin Diesel with a giant wrench and they can't <laughs> go far enough to make him look like he got beat up. Like, look, it's okay if you won the fight, Just a little but he blood hit on you with lip. a giant wrench, man. Right. Like, you have to do a little bit of work to look like. like we don't need you to have and wrestling roughs called Vin not selling. You're already Dom Toretto no is already a really kind of you know badass character. You don't also need to be wearing white stained <laughs> white tank tops that can't can withstand you know being torn over gravel. It's those little. It's, <laughs> it's just those. I'm not asking for them to be hyper realistic. I'm asking them for them to look at it and go, okay, does this look like a 14 year old on too much Mountain Dew decided this sounds cool? Right. No, I get it. But that's what I want. But, uh, but again, also, uh, the same breath of me talking about, hey, yeah, I'll go see it and I'll probably have a good time at it. <laughs> and I'll watch that thing where the, you know, the, the rock's holding up two cars on a chain and go, Ugh. The Fast and the Furious movies for me, it's like, bring it. Do anything crazy you want. And I'm just going to go with it because they're just dumb fun. Like. The the thing where they jump they jump out of the the plane in the cars yeah that is ridiculous perfect right perfect it's it's nigh impossible it 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 could <laughs> barely be done the way they do it if they could do it at all but you know what perfect it's barely possible with special effects <laughs> let alone in real life <laughs> you know but it would go so far as and it, it might even be in the movie, when you get to the point of like. Yeah, Dom, Dom found a way to get down faster than everybody, and he was in a more accurate spot. And he's outside with his hands full to go, Hey, uh, uh, where y'all been at? I've been waiting down here for, you know, drinking Coronas the whole time. <laughs> it's that one extra step where you're like, look, you're already cool in this movie. You are, you're making it feel like you're trying too hard. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, the Gifted got canceled on Fox. 
Yeah, you said it wasn't it wasn't super great. <laughs> yeah. I wanted it to be good, but they're casting a pretty wide net with some of the stuff they're doing. It just so. it just wasn't engaging. That's that's the best way. Does I wanted it, it to be good. Does it end or did they just end ended on a cliffhanger? And I don't know. I've seen like five episodes of season not, one. Not so continue. Uh, I'll probably finish it if it stays on streaming. I'd imagine it'll probably stay on. Yeah, from on what Hulu. I understand, uh, um, Legion has one more season. And oh, really? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it definitely ended on a big cliffhanger. I, I we talked about. It. I'm really excited to see where they take the show because it it ends in a place that if. If the character that's been the main character through two seasons is still supposed to be the hero, they're going to have to go a long way to sell me on, you know, redemption for him. Oh, but we'll, you know, we'll see. Mm. That's interesting. Uh, Supernatural is doing something similar. I don't want to throw out a ton of spoilers on that. Supernatural is kind of going down a a path like that too. Like they spent a lot of time getting you to like this character, and then the character has done a few things mostly accidental but at the same time you're like "Ooh, this is getting pretty dark for them so i'm interested to see where it's gonna go for season 15 where it closes out you've you've been watching the show forever Mm -hmm. you're you're up to date from an outsider standpoint i feel like supernatural all like you know characters can go up and down like hate redeem not redeem whatever but yeah it's just going to matter whether or not the two mains stay relatively likable. Right. Like they're, you, you don't think they'd ever go down the path of making one of them irredeemable. Do you? Uh, they, they have. Yeah. Both of them. They've taken them in pretty dark places where they've done really bad things. And then, then they bring them back to being likable again. But yeah, they've, they've both been done pretty, pretty bad things. Just but off they, the top of my head, there was an episode it was a few years ago where, do you remember Jewel State from Firefly? Um, she was the mechanic. Yes. Yeah, okay. She was the the younger yeah. the younger woman. Uh, she was on an episode, and uh, she was like a friend from college with, with Sam, and she was having problems. She's a monster. I can't remember the type of monster, but she wasn't a bad monster. She was like... Wendigo? No, there's only one Wendigo. Pogo Pogo? I don't think they've run into another Wendigo since since episode two, I think it was, or two or three. But anyway, uh, she's trying to like blend in with humanity and you know live her life and that kind of thing. But uh, Dean finds out that she's a monster, and he's going through this dark patch of his life where he's like, we kill all monsters, Sam. We don't save them. We have to kill them all. That's our job. We're hunters. So Sam saves her tries to make her life better you know she's got a son and he leaves and then dean comes in to her house and like stabs her and the the kid sees dean stab her and dean just goes i guess i'm your monster now and that's that's how it ends and you're like whoa i hate dean now you know that kind of thing so that's pretty irredeemable because it was a super likable character and you're like oh i hope she's she's on the show for a little while and then right in the gut so how do they bounce it back from that? It just took a long time, actually. You know what? I, I still kind of hold it against him. I'll go. I'll go into it. So if if you're someone who wants to watch Legion, uh, jump ahead, say five minutes. I'm going to spoil kind of the end of it. So the okay, you're safe now. <laughs> you, I'm going to start doing it. Um, so at the end of the you know through these two seasons, you're dealing with this character who uh, it's implied he has some mental health problems, like he's schizophrenic. Okay. You find out a little bit later in it that he's not necessarily schizophrenic. He has kind of a, um, a mind worm oh. that's like a, uh, an ancient evil that uh, his father, who is, it's implied he's Professor X, ah. defeated at one point, and a sort of a vengeful act, he sort of seeded himself in the kid's brain, and he's been kind of you know, fueling this Mm -hmm. schizophrenia. Um, They get him out of his head. He seems to be doing better. You know, they have to fight the other guy in his own body now. Anyway, toward the end of the second season, uh, there's sort of a, not necessarily, he can communicate, the girlfriend he has in this show, he can communicate with a future version of her. And she coaches him like a, like a apocalyptic future version of her. And she's sort of coaching him toward fixing things that she won't really be clear about. And the thing you find out is that the, it was him, it was really him that caused the apocalypse, the mm. main 
character. There's a lot of apocalypses on TV nowadays. Hey, you know what? It's the world <laughs> we live in now. Global warming. Am I right? Um, so at the very end of it, his girlfriend finds out about all of this. And there's sort of a standoff. And it's a, it's a very tense moment. There's not a lot of time to make a decision. And so in a moment of weakness, he makes her forget everything. So mm. they defeat the villain, that save the day. That would be a nice thing to do. Go back to the uh, compound, and some people know what happened. They know that he mind-wiped her, including the main bad guy who they've captured. So he, he astral pro, like astral projects, goes and kind of has a gloating moment with the bad guy who tell, who kind of, you know, throws it in, throws it back at him. He goes back to his girlfriend in kind of an astral form and they're talking and she's saying something effective, like things feel different. Something feels off. And he kind of is like, Oh no, you know, we've just been it's through all a in lot. your head. It's, we've been through a lot. We just need to calm down. I just want things to go back to the way they were before all this craziness. And they have sex. So the bad guy makes it so the bad guy makes it so basically everybody knows what happened with him mm-hmm. mind wiping her. They end up, he thinks he's going into a trial for the bad guy. They capture him. And and what she says. With his pants down? No. Pants, pants intact. They capture him. And one of the things she says is, and I, th- I think you're meant to believe that the, the bad guy kind of seeded this in her. And she's like, um, you drugged me and had sex with me last night. Oh, so they were like, not, not a thing? That, I don't know. I don't know. She just, uh, so I took think advantage of her? The, the, imp- just, uh, the implication is she says, you drugged me and had sex with me last night. And, you know, he escapes he ends up like breaking their machine and escapes under the auspice of like, he's just bad now. Mm. But it also got me thinking of that is actually kind of what he did. He <laughs> erased her. She was at a point where she was going to shoot him. She didn't trust him. Oh, okay. He wiped that. He wiped that away and then had sex with her. He definitely did something in the kind of sexual assault realm. Mm. And I feel like coming back, if the show is going to make him still be a hero, they need to address that and somehow make it redemptive. Because I I kind of feel like that's where they went with it. And that's a hard thing to come back from. Yeah, it is. Indeed. So, that was a long road, right? That was. That was a, so I'm, was a I'm long pretty, road So I'm pretty stoked to see what the last season of Legion ends up. He could very easily just end up being a villain. Maybe. Maybe that's the twist. You know. Maybe he'll come down with a steel chair and and save the good guy, though. Become good again. He is. WWE style. He is the son of. He is the implied son of Charles Xavier. And and the other guy is he like the son of Magneto? No, no. He is just. He's just an extremely powerful telepath, kind of, or almost reality bending. Mm -hmm. And uh, apparently, also, I looked into a little bit. Actually, is a character in Marvel Comics. Oh, really. I kind of wish I still had my Marvel Unlimited. I'd like to go back and read all the Legion stuff and see what the parallels are like. Because that stuff, from all the stuff I've read, they don't really touch a lot on it in the main universe. I wonder if that'll be an offering with Disney Plus to compete with DC. I mean, it's it's an FX show, so... No, I'm talking about like the all the old Marvel comics. Because oh. DC, you can want, or read all the old DC comics yeah. if you have DC hey, Unlimited hey, or whatever we'll it's called. <laughs> Could we'll be. see. Just Doesn't feel like that's something Disney will do, but we'll see. Because I mean, also Marvel has its own thing in. They have an that that Marvel uh, Unlimited established thing. Yeah, which is also not. Maybe you can bundle it. Not comprehensive. Do you know the DC one? Are they pumping new stuff into it, or is it kind yeah, of? Yeah, I like, think they just. I I read that they just added like. No, no, no. I mean, in the thousands. I mean, is it like day and date? Like uh, um, the new I think Superman comes out, and I can read it on. I think it's DC. like a year later. Okay, yeah. I think it takes a year to go that's on. That's roughly what uh, Marvel Unlimited does. Okay. So, yeah. There but you all go. the old stuff is there. Hey, you know what? While we're st- while we're talking superheroes, <clears throat> you want me to talk about what I've been watching? Sure. I uh, decided, you know, I don't do that. I don't look at the the Amazon stuff very often. I'm going to look. The Prime? The Prime. 
And you know what popped up? And I'm like, you know, I'm going to give this a try. What popped up? The Tick. The Tick. Uh. Have you ever watched any of the iterations of The Tick? I watched the old Patrick Warburton. I probably watched half of them. How was the Patrick Warburton one? I liked it. It seems like word of mouth on it was it was okay. Yeah, it was it was fun. It wasn't Um, it wasn't so great that I finished it. I watched some of the cartoon (laughs) when I was younger and it was, you know, amusing. The version of this that they have feels like a kind of live action TV fourteen version of the old cartoon. Okay. Uh, I believe the guy's name is Peter Serafinovich. He's in uh, Shaun of the Dead. He's the the roommate. Yeah. Remember the one that he he turns into a zombie in the shower? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. He wasn't their friend though. He was he was just he was kind of a jerk, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he wow. I think he got along okay with with Sean. It was Nick Frost's character that oh. there was some back I guess and forth that is with. Him. But, yeah. I've seen I've seen it his Tinky him. Winky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he's the tick, and he's really good at it. He he I I almost wonder it it sometimes almost feels like the voice is dubbed. <laughs> to sound like the one from the old cartoon but uh i mean maybe i don't know he probably just worked on it and maybe that's a voice he took entirely could it, be it's american it, voice right yeah because he's not american he's english huh. so he probably maybe watched the cartoon and just does a version of that voice i really like it oh good i was kind of surprised i thought I'll give this a try. Maybe it's fun i never really caught on with the the warburton one i like patrick warburton a lot i just don't think he was. I got. They were. They were. I'm they were. Dick. They were hitting a certain way. But he, <laughs> um, the the way that they kind of dole out lore, like you know, I'm almost toward the end of season two, and they haven't really. I mean, it's a large thing of the tick doesn't know what he is. Mm. He doesn't know his backstory, and they've referenced it a lot, and they've made some references to it. But they're doing really good of not. That's how not it was. Making it of making you want to know, but also yeah. like. Not making you feel like they're cheating you or anything like that. I remember that. that was a big part of the Patrick Warburton one, too, is he oh, didn't really? really know much about himself, they've just that some, he is the tick. They've made some interesting references. Like, the first couple episodes, like, it, it happens so fast in the show of the, the Arthur character. Early on, thinks it's a figment of his imagination. <laughs> and they, they very quickly toss that out. But they've made some kind of light references to him maybe being some sort of expression of, of Arthur's, you know, emotions Fight created club. him. Yeah. Well, no, no, not, but no, that's, I mean, they, they initially kind of made jokes about him being a, you know, a, a fight club, but uh, very early on, I felt like, no, no, he is a real thing. He's a very oh, real thing. Right. He's not, he's not the other side of Arthur. They, uh, Alan, Alan Tudyk plays a homosexual boat in it. A boat. Wow. <laughs> he's a seaman. Yeah. Very much so. <laughs> it's it's funny. It's clever. The people in it are all very charming. Um, is he uh, called the dinghy? No, he, danger boat. Danger boat. <laughs> uh, Jackie Earl Haley is the villain, the first season villain, and Jackie Earl Haley is great in it. Hmm. Very menacing. Very funny. Uh, I would strongly suggest, like, if you got if you got uh, access to it, and, and you like, I superhero got the stuff, prime. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's TV 14, some F bombs, a little bit of adult humor. I think it does a good job of kind of, you know, just kind of lightly tickling the nipple of being an adultish <laughs> program, but not feeling like it's try hard. Like we, I think when you drop some F bombs, you've, you've pretty much stepped into the adult program genre. I've, 14, That's just me. Apparently 14 year olds are <laughs> encouraged to check it out. I guess so. But, uh, you know, uh. We we didn't talk about last week that there was a trailer for The Boys. Yeah, and it's, that one it just looks like eye rollingly. You know, we we're talking earlier about uh, you know, Hobbs and Shaw of right. this this thing seems like something a fourteen year old thought was be cool. When I first saw the like the description of the show, I thought, oh, this could be pretty cool. And I think we talked about it on the podcast even. But then I watched the trailer and I was like, yeah, I'm probably not going to even bother watching it. I like Carl Urban a lot, so I might be willing to give it a I chance. I do like Carl Urban, but this is like but it's the fo- shocking it, just to be shocking, yeah, it seemed like. It looks like what a 14-year-old would say, like, yeah, man, Ant-Man's going to jump into a lady's private. Right. That's edgy. A woman crushes a man's head with her legs, like pops his head, yeah. brain squirt out. Eh, 
I'm good. But again, <laughs> I like Carl. I like Carl Urban. I like I, him in a lot of other things I laughed, too. So. Uh, I laughed F Batman out of the room and who that might have just like with how F Batman might be not really be definitive of what uh Titans right. is like. Maybe yeah. maybe that trailer isn't outright definitive of what uh the boys is gonna be. Yeah. We'll see. Still it goes a long way. The costuming in the tick is really cool. The only thing, at least the first season especially you can tell they didn't have a ton of effects budget. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of effects stuff that the CG is pretty questionable, but I don't think it really hurts it. All that money went to Miss Maisel and making things look like the fifties. That one, I, I, my, my eye turned toward the marvelous Miss Maisel and then it went, it turned toward the blue and I'm like, Miss Maisel, I'll, I'll get back to you. I like Miss Maisel, but it's just not a very accurate depiction of how stand up comedy works. Yeah. That's what I, nobody I've jumps on stage is an, in, is amazing right off the bat. Well, maybe but you don't, no, nobody does. <laughs> nobody. Sorry. It's not a real thing. <laughs> um, you were talking about, uh, when you were talking about Legion, you talked about mental health, and it reminded me, I saw Glass. Ooh, I'm sorry. I liked it. I heard about that ending. I'm like, I don't, I don't I liked be it. part of that at all. The, I thought the ending was fine. I didn't have a problem with the ending at all. I, I remember you telling me you heard the ending was terrible, but I, I didn't have a problem with the ending at all. Really? It was a, it was a fun movie, yeah. Because I really liked Unbreakable. I never saw Split, so I was just kind of going off of the things I did know about the Split character. I like Split, and he he's really good. James McAvoy is really good in Glass, and Samuel L. Jackson, of course, is always good. But it's a it's a good movie. It really is. I thought there's not a huge plot twist. You know how M Night Shyamalan movies always have to have this huge twist. And I was thinking maybe that's what people didn't like about the ending. Well, from what I understood is the the ending is kind of the twist of it. I, you know, I, I feel like I can't, I'd, I'd have to talk around it to not spoil any of it. So, yeah, I, I don't want to spoil it either, but it's, it's really good. I, I enjoyed it. Everybody's performances in it were good. I never realized the kid that plays Bruce Willis's son, he's been in a lot of other things. Like he was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He was a bad guy. He's in uh, Sabrina. My wife was has been watching Sabrina. I've never watched it. I watched some of it. It was kind of cool. She's been watching it, and I saw him in an episode where he plays like some weird uh, preacher that comes to kill all the witches. <laughs> so he's been in a few things him. where he's actually got a career going. I didn't realize it was the same kid. But we, when you see him side by side, you're like, oh, it is the same kid. We got a little into it, and uh, I think Cindy Cindy got to a point where she was like, this is this is really cool. This is like really well written and stuff. But I, she really liked Sabrina the Teenage Witch, mm-hmm. and she's like, this is good. It's just I don't think I really need a, a well, super dark Sabrina. Right. I asked Penny. I was like, do you think I'm going to like it? She's like, you'll probably like it, but it's really CWE. And I yeah. was like, okay, well, I. I probably won't watch it then. What I saw of it, what I th- saw of it, I liked. When it got to the point that Cindy wasn't really into it, I'm kind of like, I've, you know, I, I get to where do I necessarily want to be watching a teenage show? Yeah. Right. That doesn't mean it's bad. That just means, <laughs> do I really? Is that really what I'm into? It's not made for us. That's fine. Basically, that's fine. All right, we're at fifty three. So, do you want to do some magic, Mike? Yeah. Okay. Uh, since we, we, we kind of got into it about, uh, the tone of them, I was wondering if I could, uh, talk to Jason Statham a little bit. Oh, Jason Statham, action movie star extraordinaire. Yes. Yeah. yeah I, the transporter. Why not? Let's bring him in. All right. The let's mechanic. transport him on in here. All right. Here we go. The crank. <laughs> that was Amy Smart and crank, right? Hell if I know. That movie was, you know, let's talk to him about it and see right. if he remembers. All right. Strawberry shortcake. Yeah. Hello. Oi. 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 This is Jason Statham. Who's this? Hi, Jason. It's me, Jake. Hi, Jake. Good to see you again. Oh, it's nice to see you, Jason. It's good to be back. What have you been up to lately? Oh, you know, just making Hobbs and Shaw, making the greatest action movie that's never come out yet, but it's going to come out, and when it comes out, it's going to be the greatest action movie that you've ever seen. I feel like it's a, a hard scale to measure. I, I think an action movie can be so many things. Uh, I don't know that there's such a thing as the best. I think there's a, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a guy who would say, you know, maybe like a diehard, a predator. Those are kind of some favorites. Mel Gibson fan, are you? Eh, eh, <laughs> yeah, eh? exactly. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Know what I mean? Know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> know what I mean? Know what I mean? 
Are we, I like you, Eric Idle, okay? You like Eric Idle? You're going to judge me. Oh, I thought we were getting into some That's Jim Monty Barney Pi- territory. That's Monty Python. Okay. Are you a Python fan? I think it, I, I have a lot of respect for it. I, I realized recently, I don't know that I've watched that much of it. The, Rock, seen- the Rock told me if I had been, been born 40 years earlier, I would have been in Python. How is it that The Rock is any kind of authority to be able to tell you that? Because The Rock is, he's basically going to be the president of the United States. Is, is The Rock a big Python fan? He's a huge Python fan. He's you always, didn't know that? He's always talking about you know spam he has here when yeah. he's lifting. Yeah. His cheat days always spam, spam, beans and spam, eggs, beans, beans and spam. That's what he has. Yeah. Do you work out with The Rock a lot? <laughs> of course. He tries to keep up with me. See, uh, he's he's different. He's he's like a he's like a big uh, dump truck of a man, and I'm he is a big dump truck of a man. I'm more like a Lamborghini. Yeah, he can haul the big weights, but I can move fast. You are an agile man. I'm super agile. That's kind of what I want to talk. I want to talk to you a bit about that, uh, Jason. Can I call you Jason? Of course. Uh, I watch these shows. I like, I love, I, first of all, I love your movies. Even the ones I don't like, I love them. Thank you. I didn't like the mechanic, but I still loved it a little bit. Do you like Mike and the mechanics? Uh, probably no. Maybe. Did you know Do Mike I? was I in know. Genesis? Did you know that? Which one was he? He was Mike. He's not the Phil Collins, is he's, he? He's not Phil Collins. Okay, he was Mike. Well, I want to say he played a guitar. S- starts and ends at Phil Collins. He's not the one that went, do, 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 do. Do you I think, can feel it calling in the air tonight. Oh, Lord. How long have you been waiting for this summer? All of my life. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I got off the beaten track a little bit there. Uh, There's a lot of beatings when Jason Statham's around. Jason, you know? that's what I'm talking about. What? You you and The Rock specifically are pushing so hard. Like The Rock is the biggest thing I have ever seen. He's huge. He is a gigantic Literally movie star. And figuratively. He's a gigantic movie star. He is also a gigantic Right, but movie he's not star. as handsome as me. What? And he's not as fast. What do you guys got to prove? You guys are both like really you know, at top of your game. Why do you guys keep pushing against each other? Why that's, is it That's exactly it. We like to push each other, you know? Make each other better. That's what brothers do. What We're family. It's better at this point with you guys. Where else can you go? Where can where can you go, Jason Statham? Well, as of now, I'm not in the DC or the Marvel universe. Oh man, what? You know what? You're not wrong. You people, and people used to I guess, think I would be a good dead uh-oh, devil. Uh oh, the Rock is going to have you beat on that one. He's he's entering the DCU. I know. Trust me, it's on my fridge. <laughs> That's the first thing I see in the morning. The last what thing I see. What kind of magnet do you throw on that one? What kind of what? What kind of magnet? Frowny face emoji. Uh, <laughs> appropriate, Jason. That's Stanley. right. That's right. Uh, you, you got a character you got your eye on. Daredevil would be cool. You think? You think you're I ready for? I got the moves. I can. I can slide down things with my eyes closed. I think they're gonna. They're pumping the brakes on Daredevil for a while. I That's until you. Jason Statham comes in. Yeah, he's gonna go in and. Hey, I could be Iron Fist. You, you you might be able to pull off Iron yeah, Fist. I yeah. mean, it's you definitely got a low bar to clear on beating the current. Here's one for you. I hear that they're, they're going to be looking for a new Wolverine. Hmm, interesting. I'm you, the right I'm the right height, mate. Wolverine? No, you're not the right height. Wolverine, Wolverine's short. I'm short. Are you short? Yeah. I've never known you. You ever seen me man. stand next to the Rock? Like, well, He's like a foot again, taller than me, mate. The Rock. That's why is, it's even better that I can kick so much butt. The Rock has got like that uh, Into the Spider-Verse physique. That's so. true. Uh, even the parents have great bodies in that movie. What's up with that? Yeah. What is up with Everybody's that? Everybody's super fit except Kingpin. <laughs> you know what? You, you never see under there. Maybe he's just maybe he's just really solid. Maybe he's got a he's barrel chested. <sighs> he's the size of a house, mate. He is. Just get he's just big boned. Right, right. So uh Hobbs and Shaw. Jason Stifle. When is it you are Jason Stifle? When, That's right. when when Hobbs and Shaw coming out? This summer. This summer? Okay. Yeah. Uh to a theater. So near you. You and you and The Rock like to push each other. Right. You ever right. get into it with Idris Elba? He's a he's a fit gentleman. I'll tell you what. That's a man's man, Does right? He bring, there. A, bring a lot of ego to the table? No, he's he's actually quite humble off stage, you know. He's he's a good he's a good bloke, you know. I, I get along with him a lot, but 
the man can act. I'll tell you what. People people overlook my acting. They overlook The Rock's act, acting. But Idris Elba brings some validity to the movie. You know? Very much. He's Stringer Bell coming at you. But as he says in the trailer, he's Black Superman. So he's, watch out. Is it a suit he's wearing? Is it drugs he's using? What you, both. Both. He's got some sort of super serum, but he's got like a, a, a height, heightened are, uh, are you guys going to be going on? Is Hobbs Esha going to be coming back to the? Uh, Can I ask you a unit? question before you finish yours? I can't wait. I can't remember if I'm Hobbs or Shaw. <laughs> uh, I, I think, think you're Shaw. Shaw. I think I'm Shaw. I too. think you're Shaw. I think Hobbs is the Rock. That's right. It seems that way. I, sometimes I I go by Calvin. He got his name over you. Yeah, what's up with that? It's Indeed. alphabetical. That's why you need to go talk. It's to just the rock. alphabetical. You got to be. You got to get some Rock talk in. That's all right. Rock talk, talking rock with you. <laughs> rock talk. Somebody's been listening to Never Not Funny too much. I've been listening to a lot of Yacht Rock. <laughs> yeah? On Rock Talk. Rock Talk with Yacht Rocks? Yeah. What about Hot Rocks? Hot Rocks How with the Shock Top. Lizards? They really like Hot Rocks. I could be the lizard in Spider-Man, mate. Hey, they haven't done that one for this iteration yet, I guess. Right, right. I can, that I that would work. Lizard. I think yeah. that would work. I think we found yeah, it for Yeah, let's do you. it. Let's do it. Are you an educated man? If you I can pull off a professor? Am I an educated man? Did you see Snatch? I'm an educated man. You know what? I guess you were you, you were a pretty smooth man in Snatch. I like that movie a lot. I, got, I have a degree on the School of Hard Knocks. Oh, Jason Statham. Boom, Jason Statham. Oh, my goodness. Uh, what kind of tea do you like? <laughs> Iced tea. What kind of? Earl Grey's pretty good, too. Uh, Jason Statham. You, you a soda man? I love me some soda. What kind of you like a dirty soda? You like just a soda? I soda? love it dirty. You like when you go to the machines and you get whatever kind of soda you want. What's like a freestyle? Yeah, yeah. I I, I get this thing. I used to call it something different in America. Used to call it a wild. Hmm, what's that word again? But uh, I just call it a. I call it the Jason Statham, where you get a little bit from each each flavor. Oh, I thought they called that a suicide. A suicide. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you get a little like bit of all of it. I like that a lot. All right. What, what does it taste like? It tastes like crap. Does it taste like Jason Statham? It tastes like a dare. Just makes you look tough? Yeah, I can drink two to hey, everyone the rock can drink. Okay, boy, I'm going to drink a little bit of all of this. It's just a, <laughs> I'm way better at drinking it than the rock. He's a pansy. What, 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 what does the rock drink? The rock? What does the rock drink? He mostly just, just drinks water because he's boring. Oh, man. Rough times. Well, Statham, it's been a pleasure. It has been a pleasure. Thanks for having me back. I'm going to... Have you ever had The Rock on here? Uh, not yet. <laughs> Two to one. Suck it, Rock. Bye-bye, Jason Statham. Bye-bye. Hey, I'm back. Hey. <laughs> yeah, how's that feeling for you? Ah, gravelly. Yeah? Gravelly. So, we got through that. We got through it. Uh, Episode 50-something. Let's see. Where are we at? We got to get a... We got any... Do we have any plugs here on this episode 50-something? <laughs> uh, just Southern California. Yeah. I'm going I'm to be down there May 10th and there. 16th. And every day in between, I'll be there as well. Yeah. So uh, come find me. I'll be in San Diego those days. Yeah, if you want to know more about Trav, check him out on his various social media. Yeah, at Travis Tate Funny. Check it out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you want anything else, look at man, Jake underscore doll on the twits. Uh I don't know. I can barely recommend it these days, but I'm going to recommend it all the same. Do it. If you've been enjoying what you've been hearing, uh, we would encourage you to please subscribe to our podcast, rate us. Reviews are wonderful. We Especially if they're good. Throw rate us five there. stars, and then you can review whatever throw you want. Throw them out there every time. If you got something bad to say, maybe dial it back a little bit from the rating and reviewing. Later to the tater at gmail.com is where we encourage all constructive criticism. Yeah, bring it. It's our email, it's our Gmail, it's our email. Um, trying to think if I got anything. You know, Blue Wave Theory does our music. Yeah, they sure do. It's our, uh, it's our pleasure to... Everybody knows. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> talking about it. True. Uh, I think I've done all my responsibilities at this point. Everybody's talking about pop music. Talk about pop music. Talk Everybody about. talking about... Pop oh music. god, you got that you got that all we are saying remake that had a bunch of celebrities <laughs> in it. Ooh. Oh, on this fifty something episode of Late to the Party with Travis Tate, I'm Jake. I'm hating life now. Travis, get me out of here. I'm Travis Tate and I'm loving life. 
You know why? Because it's better Tate than never.